Hello, everyone. This is Phil Lord, a co-writer and producer of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm Chris Miller, producer. I am Bob Persichetti, uh, one of the directors. This is Peter Ramsey, another one of the directors. This is Rodney Rothman. Uh, I'm a co-director and co-writer. And cohort. And cohort. Co-raising. And sweetheart. I like, to, I like to take one better. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, I think this one was good. Marvel. You're, cur- you're currently watching the uh, opening credits uh, all glitching from various universes. Sony Pictures True. Animation brings this lovely film to you. Woo-hoo. See a Miles sticker on that logo. Already putting his stamp on the movie. <laughs> there was a, a Columbia logo from Cat Baloo, a fine film if you haven't ever seen it. A universe where Cat Baloo is the main Cat <laughs> Columbia <laughs> logo. And we are approved <laughs> by the Comics Code Authority. The Comics Code, for those who don't know, uh, was a censorship board in the early days of comics when they were worried about comics poisoning the minds of children. Oh, why'd you tell them, man? We also saw a 42 on a ping pong ball. Yes. That was a reference to Miles' uh, origin and uh, the fact that he got to go to his school because he won a lottery. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. With great power comes great responsibility. There's the line. That is the OG Uncle Ben. Yep. You may notice a bunch of scenes that are reminiscent of other iconic Spider-Man moments. The This version of Peter was supposed to be an amalgam of all the Spider-Men that we knew in the universe. Good and bad. Um, and, and great. No, good and great. I'm sorry. Good and great. <laughs> yes. That joke saved the movie. The dance move or the popsicle? The <laughs> dance move. Yes. The joke started the movie. I, um, I resisted that that dance joke, and Rodney really pushed hard for it. And he was and right. He was right. I would have been happy if we came up with something better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did but try. They told the audience what movie yeah. they were watching. That they were watching a comedy, and they laughed so big, and uh, and. They laughed at everything afterwards as a result. I call that a warm-up laugh, Phil. Mm. Oh, warm-up laugh. Done. Warm, the, warm the audience up. For, uh, That's a professional this, uh, term. For Miles not knowing shot. the words to this song, this original song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Another Rodney Rothman thought. Yeah, we all wanted to meet Miles in a very intimate place, and, uh, and it was Rodney who was really pushing to... Uh, to have him be in this relatable idea of not knowing all the lyrics to a song, but singing along privately, and so you could fall in love with this guy. And this shot took how long to animate, Bob? Oh boy, um, weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> we we started animating it before we actually had the song finished, which um, was interesting. It was really easy to not know the words then. <laughs> I mean, it's a really long shot. It was a lot of intimate, nuanced animation in it. So. Yeah, yeah, amazing and, and, animators. Yeah. And there's actually three straight very long well more or less three straight very long shots of miles that introduce him uh one's about to start right now but you know, that was a a choice a deliberate choice i think to open with a big crazy spider-man montage and then when we meet miles kind of start a different pace and and uh long shots and just kind of watch him and how he is and don't get too fancy with it. Although, ironically, the shots are very fancy. But I mean, they, <laughs> they literally immerse you in his world, which is really cool. Yeah. 
and you get to spend time with him. Yeah, yeah. And see him kid. in a more naturalistic way. Everything from the color to the shot language uh, to the sound design is meant to go from a very heightened experience with Peter to a very naturalistic experience with Miles. This scene in particular showcases the great dynamic that Brian Terry Henry, who plays Miles' dad, and Shamik Moore, who plays Miles, have. And and I think it's a it's a really beautiful scene and it's a really it's a really important scene for the whole movie. Yeah, this was this was the scene that really set the the tone for their relationship. When we recorded it, we were in Atlanta and um, we had the two of them together, and it was. Um, I think Brian may have even actually been a little bit annoyed at Shamik a couple of times, and I think you can feel it in here in a really wonderful way. Um, and then the animators. This was like the the one where we really, I think all of us saw the animation coming back and we realized that this this movie had something special with like the naturalism and the performances and the relationship dynamics. We also recorded them together sitting in chairs yeah. set up like a car. Yeah. So Brian was in front and Shamik was in back and they had microphones set up and, and they kind of could just perform the scene over and over again as if they were in an, an imaginary car. The art, art team had... They gave like 50 foam party logo options. <laughs> it took us like 17 rounds to get the actual right logo for foam party. A good use of resources. It's really yes. important that we get that accurate and right for just the level of uh, bouginess. Yeah, it's I a pretty good name. It's it a is. pretty good name for a trendy uh, coffee shop. It is. <laughs> if, if this doesn't work out, yeah. we're all going into business together. <laughs> We will take over Brooklyn. Could it be like Magic Mike, where we where we just open up a foam party in Las Vegas and just uh, of course, yeah. absolutely Dubai. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't. Uncomfortable. Now we're just all watching the movie because we just love it. I know we just got lost in. in it. I got sucked into the movie. One thing this is where you uh, can we could talk for a second about the chromatic aberration or color separation that's happening in. Uh, and a lot of these shots for depth of field where uh, things that are in focus are, are clear but things that are back aren't blurry. They have uh, like a printing process, like a four-color printing process, color separation that indicates where you're supposed to look. So sometimes it looks like you're watching a 3D movie without the glasses on. Um, <laughs> that was um, on purpose. <laughs> yes, but once you get used to it, you you, you under, feel the, the sense that, that it really every frame is supposed to feel like it is a piece of printed art. Here's the second of uh, three kind of wonders of Miles in his element or not. Yeah, mm. this is, that, that one was meant to really um, call back to the one where he was passing his old school and just to sort of set the two apart in a really distinct way. And you can see the colors and the uh, uh, camera work. Everything is really different than what he was experiencing on the streets of Brooklyn. So it's uh, this poor kid is tossed into a whole different fish tank. There's a there's a on the cover of Great Expectations. There's an image mm -hmm. of Pip getting uh, of uh, what's the guy the old guy in Great Expectations? Magwitch. Magwitch grabbing Pip's shoulder in a cemetery. Um, from Great Expectations, which foreshadowing, was technically mm. foreshadowing. The yeah. deep cut. Oh, look down there, Doctor Olivia. Mm. Oh, oh, mm. oh Doctor Olivia. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good hiding the ball, everybody. Yeah. Um, and Smiley Kid it was in every frame. Of Smiley Kid. <laughs> yeah. Because it's yeah. not yeah. an actual real there. person, I think we can say that our least favorite extra uh, <laughs> is Smiley. Unless somebody disagrees. Unless somebody. Uh, I think he, he's somebody's I, I favorite. Think he's obviously. Yeah, yeah, I think he comes he's around. Like, 
You know, he's he the, t- he's great, then he's bad, and then he's great again. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. He is like right. the extra in a live action movie who just worms his way to the front of every shot. <laughs> yeah, and he just sure. almost looks in the camera. <laughs> I, I wish we had exactly. extras looking in camera. <laughs> I would have, I would have really appreciated that. <laughs> Zero. Oh, this this little yes, scene lit was this, came this in late, almost early and happen. late. Yeah. <laughs> early, and we cut it, and then we put it back in answers on a true or false quiz at random do you know what score they would get 50 percent. that's right wait, wait. the only way to get all the answers wrong is to know which answers are right you're trying to quit and i'm not gonna let you that that expression right there was completely ripped off of um president barack obama just so you know <laughs> um, in case you were wondering <laughs> i love it There is a, a rice cooker in the back because uh, Miles' roommate, Genki, is a uh, Korean-American. Great expectation. I don't think we're going to win the Inventive Metaphors of the Year award yes. for this movie. So but I think um, I would say subtle. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe inventive. <laughs> maybe maybe not, not subtle. Maybe yeah. not um, subtle, yeah. Can I just yeah. call out Benson? Subtle as the B in subtle. Benson Avenue. Um, yes. Wh- where my, my father grew up in Bensonhurst in Brooklyn, so I was trying to nice. get a little nod to that. And Biggie Smalls in an animated Spider-Man movie? What universe? I mean, yeah. it's kind of yeah. crazy. <laughs> this is the ideal timeline that we're living in. That ch- that changed uh, people's perception of the movie, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. When we, when we had this in, it Having really like lit people up. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> there, was uh, there, was a, there was a little Donald Glover Easter egg right there for those that, mm-hmm. that may have missed it. And before that, we saw on uh, Miles' phone, or I'm sorry, on uh, on Aaron's phone, an old photo of him and Jeff when they were young, which is a right. Bob Persichetti ad that um, that we all really like because it uh, it gives you some sense of the history between Aaron and mm-hmm. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That popcorn's hot. Watch out, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the great Mahershala well, Ali in action? Yeah. No one's smoother. His voice, I mean... I feel like the shoulder touch would work if your voice sounds like You know Mahershala's. what? Tell me about Pretty it. Pretty sure if Mahershala did that, it would work. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay. Well, let's, let's, let's do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we were all in awe of Mahershala Ali, and every time we recorded with him um, was uh, a fantastic moment. Yeah. He makes you want to be a better person yes. when you're around him. He does. <laughs> He's got a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he goes away, and it kind of wears off. i mean i think he just brought like legitimacy to aaron in such a way like all this stuff that could have maybe not felt so authentic authentic if it wasn't performed the way it was with with sort of the the deep um commitment and and just like sensitivity to the performance and the subtlety that he brought i mean he he's he's um, incredible, and it, it deepens the the you know what happens later. It's exactly, just like, it deepens that because he brings such a such a a, a a reality and a truth to how he deals with Miles. I mean, yeah. he's just in the moment with that mm-hmm. relationship. So we're about to start a sequence that I would say, Bob, you uh, shepherded quite a bit. Uh, I did, I did, but you know, I mean, we all yes. um, like you know, I think we all believed in it, but we I oh, yeah. I ended up getting um, a little extra um, time on it which was fun. I mean, how, again, like 
you know, Peter just said, like, how do you have an animated film with, with, with Biggie in it? And then how do you then get to the, go into a subway tunnel mm. and do a, a mm. spray painting time lapse sequence with, with a bunch of amazing, you know, sort of classic hip hop songs uh, that you get to um, remix and scratch? It was like a fantasy. Mm. This is basically unchanged for the last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than trying to get mm-hmm. the music dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the fun of the spider, you know, the yeah. spider constantly being around. Mm-hmm. But I would say People, that this sequence, uh, I'm sorry, Chris, I would say this no, sequence was a kind of like a bit of a, a lodestar, I'll use that expression, for, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the last year forward as we figured out other parts of the movie. Just the fact that this part already existed and uh, looked so cool and said so much stuff about mm-hmm. Miles and his uh, creativity and his relationship with his uncle, uh, you know, the fact that we already had this, I think, kind of emboldened us in other areas. Yeah, I would and say that the movie uh, is a remix of this Spider. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's a whole deeper past uh, between uh, Jeff and Aaron that's sort of only hinted at in this movie. Mm. Um, it's part of the reason why Miles's name is isn't uh, his father's last name. Not only that, he would be named Miles Davis, which would be embarrassing for. <laughs> That'd anyone. be cool. Um, but if you want to learn more, you can look at the comics. I mean, like you know, I think we yeah. could, we kind of treated the comics and the backstory there as more or less what the backstory was. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But I, I always loved how Aaron brought Miles down here, and you find out, oh, that's what he and Jeff used to do, and the, the age difference between Jeff and Aaron probably meant Aaron was the younger, exactly. so he was like Miles, and ah, there's like it's so many nice layers in this. Uh, hinted at in this sequence (laughs) so our production designer justin thompson genius um is not here but uh should be because uh because he's a genius he's a genius and and had a huge impact on on how this movie looks and uh definitely um um, all the different you know all the different styles the you know he's a big he knows a lot about comic books he knows a lot about art he has worked with phil and chris for a long time so he knows a lot about them and uh, he uh, he was for blackmail purposes. Yeah, I would say also just a quick little thing about time lapse in an animated film. It's actually so much harder than um, a regular <laughs> uh, scene <laughs> because you have to pr- you have to create everything as if it happened. Um, so you're creating much more work than than you're actually seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, ImageWorks hated those moments, but loved them in the end. Are you okay? Right. And now, obviously, the comic book language has gotten more front and center. From the moment the spider bit him, uh, everything has gotten uh, more into the, the, the comic book language in, in Miles' universe. I think, Rodney, it was your idea to hold off on this motif until Miles got bit. And that, and that the, the, the spider powers uh, brought this language into his world. Yeah, to try to use it. I don't know if it was literally my idea. I think it might have been an idea that was around that I that I was into, but um, uh, but the idea to try to use that stuff to to show you in a heightened way what Miles is feeling, you I'm, know? I'm actually gonna just take that one, because that was- uh, Take the credit, that was your call? Yeah, yeah, because it was literally in the, it, I wrote it down in the, in the uh, on my paper when I came in and talked to Mike Moon and Christine Belson about the treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so oh, I think- wow. yeah. So I think so, I, uh, I think I probably I heard it from you, and then and then. Uh, so I guess it's really if we want to, it's really Peter. I guess is the real brainchild. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. Anything, but. <laughs> okay. Oh, 
Um, can you let go? This was always a scene from Phil's very first draft of the motion picture. The yes. Guanda hair scene. Yeah, boarded by um, Miguel Hiron. The great Miguel Hiron. Yeah, who's um, one of our like young younger story guys who just really um, was a lover of comic books, but just also has just like uh, like you, you couldn't crush the guy. He just kept producing. Yeah, work. he's a super. He's, <laughs> no matter how hard we tried. <laughs> Poor <It's>, Guanda. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, at one point, that door was like nine feet tall, and Miles looked like he was three feet tall. <laughs> okay, there's the here's the oh, guy. Oh look, here comes Smiley Boy. Oh, oh, he's back. Here oh, he is. That's man. the closest Smiley he gets guy. to looking in the camera. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of our moments when we kind of deploy all our weapons with uh, chromatic aberration and uh, composition. Here come panels. Is this the first time dogs. panels come into Miles's world? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's escalating in every dimension, the color, the sound. Oh, you snuck out last night, Morales. Play dumb. Who's Morales? Not that. And uh, you can hear the, the, uh. the lovely whistling score part of uh, Daniel Pemberton's really inventive score, which had, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff where he had an 80-piece orchestra that he had burned onto vinyl and then scratched uh, on top of that, the record. Uh, used every weird instrumentation, used, like, comic books and newspaper as percussion instruments uh, and everything you can imagine. Very, very inventive. Composer. He's amazing. One quick thing that just, there's like a, the, a whip pan in there. And in mm -hmm. a movie where you don't use motion blur, if you guys frame by frame through that whip pan toward the door, you will see every face being sort of graphically stretched and drawn on to try to make it so you don't pass out when we strobe. And that goes, <laughs> you know, for many scenes in this movie, if you freeze on them, especially if there's a lot of motion in them, you'll see that the animators had many, many tools. Uh, rather than use motion blur, they, they used, uh, they would stretch limbs, they would have more than one limb, they... Um, all kinds of uh, funny frames. Dry you... brush effects. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, we really went back to what was what what used to be, um, you know, a really common tool in two D animation, but you know, became a much more complicated thing when you're starting to have a camera that moves around like this, and you know, and but uh, it it makes for some really beautiful single frame imagery. That's Bob Persichetti on the front cover of the <laughs> Spider Man, based on yes. a classic cover. <laughs> and the rest of us are actually on the back of that. Uh, that comic book. I think including yeah. Amy and Avi. Yep, Amy yeah. and Avi, Pam Marsden, uh, and others. And Christina Steinberg. Love it. It's my favorite shot. The snowy day. This was the first shot. That was the first shot the, of daytime that we all saw together. And Talk like about a load star. Like, yeah, that <laughs> was like, this exactly. is what the movie should look like. That was our, this is what the movie should look like shot. This was another thing that we just discovered, like, with, with the animators, the idea that, um, that we could really have fun with the text on screen and, and the dialogue boxes where if they moved in, in Z depth in space as, as he ran away from See, the words. Ryan Bendis. Yeah, yeah you got Ryan Reynolds. Bendis and Sarah Pacelli on the phone right there. The Davis family has some interesting uh, yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have friends with a lot of great comic book uh, legends. There's a lot of discussion over the course of the movie about Miles face and the way you know you know the, the shape of it and to be able to 
have a very specific looking character that doesn't necessarily look like a, a traditional animated CG character. And, and that's something that I mainly watched uh, <laughs> my partners talk about and, and learn from just the, w the way they kind of just worked and worked and worked miles so that, uh, you know, using uh, lines drawn on his face and uh, different textures and, and dots and anything to make uh, his face and his, his uh, you know, model look more specific and more angular and uh, more graphic. And that, that was cool. That spider thing right there, it, I've seen it uh, 2,000 times, and it still makes me have <laughs> my heart skip. A um, lot but, of that had to do with the, the mix, like yeah. just dialing the sound perfectly so it gets just quiet enough right before. Yeah. And this is our first time seeing Miles' spider sense, uh, which was we developed for quite some time as far as how to make it its own thing and Call, using yeah. the language from the comic books. Yeah. Call I mean, up Danny Dimian, the uh, VFX mm -hmm. supervisor who did amazing mm -hmm. work. Yeah, this was like, I, I, you know, like the thing that we were really lucky to get to do was to, to bring all these graphic elements into this film. So mm. it was like the idea that we could show the very first time a Spider-Man or aspiring Spider-Man could have his spider sense was a real joy. So our, our, our uh, Green Goblin is obviously a giant, and uh, that comes from the way the Goblin's depicted in the Ultimate Universe uh, Miles comics. In this universe, uh, Norman Osborn turned into this gigantic creature of a right. goblin, so we kind of took that ball and ran with it. Yeah. There goes one of our first little uh, burst card uh, kind of flash frames. Yeah, more Goblin and less Norman. <laughs> You can see some of the amazing effects animation that, uh, that that uses 2D and comic book effects techniques for those explosions with the onomatopoeia like built in, and it was very difficult to dial in the right level of that stuff that, that felt uh, integrated. Uh, but everybody working on this movie was really passionate and gave it a, a lot of extra. Yeah, and I think the thing, the other thing that I think a lot of people. Um, just assume is that it's only just hand-drawn 2D stuff, but it's actually dimensionalized um, and then rendered super, super flat as well. So there's like, there's a lot of, so that's why in 3D it has a real special feel as well. We did the most expensive possible, <laughs> right? <laughs> it would have been cheaper At to all just, choices. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Including those shoes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which apparently Indeed. are People very ask. expensive now um, yes, on the say how World Wide Web. <laughs> People yeah. ask, uh, how does Miles with a cop and nurse d parents afford uh, Jordans? And they were a gift from his uncle. That's the answer. There you go. There you Boom. go. The, that, you just watched uh, Peter and Miles kind of have their spider senses harmonize. And you could see how their the, the color um, started different and becomes sim uh, the same. Yeah, this this little moment really became like a like such a I mean it, I think it carried sort of the next sort of I don't know five minutes of the movie just just this that little interaction right. I think the intimacy that, that's a big trick I thought of this whole movie and that we discovered as we went is that the intimacy between the characters was the thing. Mm. And when anytime we didn't experience it, you kind of disengaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that moment we dialed in really carefully to make you care about this p version of Peter and, and the relationship with Miles. Yeah. And, yes. and the hope that, like, this guy's going to be his mentor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then attempt like that make him relatable by being so tired right there. That's a real yeah. Peter Parker thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. We got to call yeah. out this amazing yes. fight choreo. Yeah, I mean, that our, you guys amazing. Did. Yeah, our animators. Mm-hmm. This was one of the. They, they, this was one of the earlier scenes we got to animate, um, and they mm-hmm. went crazy getting to animate Prowler fighting yeah. uh, Peter. Oh man, that's so fast. Yeah. And I like that how relatable Miles is here, where his first instinct is to just uh, uh, take pictures <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> One of the big tricks, here's the introduction of Kingpin. Lifetime supply of pins, because he breaks them quite often. He breaks them a lot. You know, we were um, really interested in the animation possibilities of Kingpin, and uh, these guys... Yeah, I mean, it, really quick, just to talk to that. Like, we always had this idea that he was the—he was sort of an expression of a black hole, you know, living expression of a black hole, and we could. And so the rig for him is this floating head on a body that we could scale up and down depending on the shot with hands at the end of arms, and it was completely pliable. He's literally a black hole. Yes. But how could mm-hmm. he be an illustration exactly. instead of a right. rig? While creating a black hole, he yeah. is the embodiment of that. This, this I gotta map say, I was insisting on for some reason. I was. <laughs> I, so, I like it actually. It, yeah. it felt so important to it's me. It's clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. When this series of images of the, um, you know, inside the collider room started to show up from lighting, I remember I kind of couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> and yeah. It, it doesn't obey any real laws of like you know actual like physical lighting. lighting. Yes. It's just suddenly the room's just mint green. All everything just freaks out. Yeah. And I mean the other thing that ended up being really cool was this. There was just this, you know, this echoing thematic visual thematic thing of of those collider beams. You know, obviously they're they're inspired kind of by Kirby dots, but at the same time it kind of feels like spray paint. You know, coming out mm. of a can and all these things just kind of built on top of each other and, and really yeah they really helped it all feel like it fit together for non-comics people when we say kirby dots those these, these little kirby. black bubbling dots the great jack kirby like king of comic book artists would use that as sort of a way to show like cosmic energy <coughs> If you freeze frame uh, Spider-Man's face as he's in the thing, you can see flashes of all the other characters that That's are right. about to about to show up. His quantum signature is kind of resonating with Spider-Man and all the other universes and it's, drawing them. Right. Us. It's it's almost like the like yeah, a cosmic magnet. <laughs> that that but that but that cross-cutting that happened in in edit pretty late in the game saved us from a bunch of corny Exposition. ADR lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it, I guess. Picture. It's comic book science. Yeah, and the the magic of like visual storytelling. A picture does a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just, yeah. it kinda looks that cool is too. For sure. I, we gotta call out the lighting in this movie. Oh, it is yeah. just so, so expressive cool. and I've never seen anything like it in animation. Uh, you guys outdid yourselves. Ah uh, man, it's uh, yeah, I mean our our amazing team. Man. Ser- just geniuses. Yeah, every 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 time we were in uh digital dailies it was it was um inspiring and also intimidating <laughs> but there were there, there were a few early meetings among everyone um you know where we had everyone together and and phil and chris kind of expressed to everyone a just general mo in every department to to try to push uh conventions wherever we could and, and there were a lot of veterans on the movie it wasn't all it wasn't really like all young guns it was a lot of people who had a lot of experience who were all really hungry to to push themselves so 
after after that ammo was sort of thrown down or after the gauntlet was thrown down these departments really started to bring back their own crazy ideas um and a lot of times our direction was sort of just going yeah Cool. <laughs> go harder. Yeah. yeah, go harder. Blonde Spider-Man, Keep going. by the way. Blonde Spider-Man. Blonde um, Spider-Man, yeah. Designed to be uh, in great contrast to uh, the the others, but Peter B. Parker that we meet yeah. later. <laughs> I like that he's exhausted at the idea of being killed. Right. Just like <laughs> with that eye roll. <sighs> yeah, our animators. I mean, here's a perfect scene. I mean, I know we're about to enter something dark here for a second, but... All the line work that you see on their faces for all those expressive moments are all hand-drawn um, by our animators on top of doing the CG performance. So that's why they were only able to do maybe a second a week. Which is a quarter of, um, of um, a typical yeah. pace. Ooh, here goes the this prowler. This sequence was the here first... Here goes the prowler noise. Yeah, this is one of the early ones that we... came through. The first sequence that went through the whole pipeline. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, wow. Helpful this, that it was dark. Yeah, this one and the um, cemetery. We, we chose two very dark sequences. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't by accident. It's a good combination <laughs> yes. of, like, very naturalistic lighting and extremely unnaturalistic mm. illustration yeah. of yeah. that lighting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously all of the light sources are in half-tone dots. Look at that. Uh, we do all these, these flash frames uh, of just, like, comic book panelization. Um, Prowler's boots are, have this crazy hand-drawn, like, neon glow effect. And uh, the whole thing gets really graphic when everything turns to light. It's just line work. It's really, really inventive in, like, a dozen different ways. <laughs> oh, it's such an amazing... Like Bob Pritchetti yeah. hand-drawn. Yes, hand-drawn. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. the only one. I, I, I had such, you know, high hopes to do a lot of those. I think that's the only one I actually mm -hmm. did. <laughs> You got a bit busy. <laughs> I got a little bit busy. <laughs> Had a few things to do. This is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Ah, just one of the best. Yeah, I don't think you so, ever see so cool. something like this, um, or at least you haven't, um, in definitely not in feature animation in America, but just also the, the, the camera work that's in here too. Yeah. So much back and forth. <laughs> it's a great combination. Oh, there's Post Malone. Yeah, Post big Malone. Banksy yeah. laugh. <laughs> but, but the combination of... Of, of observation and naturalism and on top of it extremely pushed uh, illustration style mm. just like they work in perfect harmony there I'm really really happy with what you guys did and then the whole thing gets brought brought uh, grounded down to a much more relatable simple thing after your heart has uh, needs just a second to not have a heart attack yeah yeah, and this is this is a sequence where all three of these actors just shine to me. They they mm -hmm. like, they feel so authentic and it's it's so intimate and uh, you feel like these are people who I feel like they live together. You know, I I, I really yeah. I really get them. There's a, so much emotional detail and complexity in these performances, both from the voice actors, but really the animation team. And, you know, did so much with the spaces in between the lines. I got to call out uh, Luna Velas here, who's so naturalistic and sweet. Oh, my goodness. Her warmth is just radiates off the screen. Yeah, I can't believe this uh, was the first also, time she's ever done voiceover. Like, her voice yeah. is incredible. Yeah, this is great. Incredible. Also, we should, I want to point out the use of Spanish in the movie that we've, we've never translated, except for one memorable time later in the film. <laughs> Um, for effect, but, yeah. 
Yeah, but the idea being that this is just the fabric of his life. Yeah, and this is that was, um, you know, also inspired obviously by Brian Michael Bendis and 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 Miles' um, sort of bicultural background, but also Phil Lord grew up in a bilingual house. That's so true. And that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I took Spanish in high school, so. <laughs> And there you go. There you really go. Peter Three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> this song, I have to say, yeah, really, elevated this scene quite absolutely. a bit. It's a really wonderful song. Um, the prices in the world, this world, are very high. Is another yes. uh, <laughs> key that this is a, a, another dimension. The inflation in Miles' dimension is yeah. out of control. Uh, and now this. Here thing. we come. <laughs> This uh, we've been working on for uh, over a year, and it took on a new poignancy when uh, Stan passed away a few weeks back at this recording. <laughs> and yet, it's and, still, uh, he can still deliver that line right there. <laughs> it's only, really funny. Yeah, we went to his office and recorded those lines. It's the only performer in the movie who we went to. Um, everyone else came into <laughs> recording studios, but Stan Lee, we dispatched the microphone to him. Yeah, yeah, and I will say he's earned it. <laughs> our, our head of animation, Josh Beveridge, true name. It, he was holding on to all those shots for himself, uh, and uh, and we ran out of time in the entire. So he had to give them out one by one to his crew, and um, it was probably the most painful thing he did on this movie. It's a Everybody yeah. wanted to animate. Everybody Stan wanted to animate Stan, and so also just so you guys, if you if you hit pause anytime a train goes by. Because everybody wanted to animate it. Stan, he's he's in almost every single train. He's a he's an extra in a lot. Yeah. If you notice in that comic book, uh, uh, it's a true life tale of Spider-Man, and uh, to keep his cover, his name is not Peter Parker. In the in the comic books, his name is Billy Barker. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, so no Who one could ever figure it out, right? Nope. Yes. I mean, it's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> it throws everyone off the trail. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, that joke killed yeah. and slayed and um i, I think <laughs> that was I'm, i don't I, it's either was it it was one it was it was phil chris or rodney i can't remember who which one of you guys did that first but it was um uh it was a wonderful yeah joke i mean that's what the movie does great i think is take what you're used to and and try to remix it I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another 42. The reason why uh, 42 was the number of the lottery ball that picked Miles. Uh, it also was picked because it was uh, Jackie Robinson's jersey number. Yep. And this comes from uh, Brian Bendis. Yep. Mm -hmm. And has nothing to do with Douglas Adams. <laughs> Which people, uh, or does it? Or does yeah. it yeah. Maybe we don't know. Maybe Who Douglas Adams is uh, <laughs> it's an alternate universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, this was also the other first scene that we uh, had lit and, and rendered, and also the first scene that we saw in 3D, uh, which blew all of our minds. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. With seeing that Charlie Brown-style snow uh, in, in three dimensions. Yeah. I think everybody was kind of overwhelmed seeing this stuff come in. A bunch of little drawings there yeah. uh, around mm -hmm. the grave, around the tombstone, that were all done by different kids uh, of, of people on the show. Mm-hmm. I want to do what you asked. I really do. This is the very, like, really, like, some of the earliest animation on Miles, and I, th I think, you know, we were still trying to figure out how to, how to bring him to life. 
we went back in and, and, and retouched some of them, but um, you can see that his performance evolved from this scene. At least I can see it. Maybe you guys can't. <laughs> oh, it's still really expressive. Yeah, yeah it's it super expressive. Good. Yeah. There's a whole uh, debate as to how much punch mm-hmm. P- Peter B. Parker should have in these It's shots. different in every shot. It yeah. is. Just like... It's adjustable, but... But like, how much of a little bit of a of a little uh, flabby belly does this have in this introductory shot? We had there was like I remember looking at three to five different versions of of punch. Yes, and here comes Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, yeah. just nailing it as Peter B. Parker. Coca Cola. Yeah. Is there any an, better everyman than Jake Johnson? <laughs> no. Not in my book. I know, right? He's what every man aspires to be as an everyman. Mm-hmm. No, very few people have noticed that uh, he had a Jewish wedding. No, <laughs> a couple of people have. And, and you know, it, yeah, could, it could be in this uh, uh, dimension, Phil, that uh, Buddhists uh, step on glass. <laughs> yeah, that was... There you go. You just I don't know. I suppose that's true. Or it could be that Peter Parker is Jewish. Anything because possible. he was created by his son of Jewish immigrants. That's one of my favorite cuts: crying in the shower yes. to to yes. um, pinned to the bed. The pose, oh. the body pose yeah. in the futon is really yeah. Oh my god, in the me- meme ready. Yep. <laughs> the little quivering eyes on that shot always get me. Yeah, on the seahorse watching shot. Yeah. That was a fill. That was a fill add to that montage that uh, that I would say saved the montage. The seahorse, the seahorses, the the, 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 seahorse. <laughs> yeah. the, the um, just the a lot of the extra extra funny things Sadness. in this. Yeah. Kirby dots. Oh yeah. Kirby dots lighting. <laughs> Everything turns into like a nightclub all of a sudden. <laughs> animation is so fun mm-hmm. <laughs> pizza <laughs> splat this background is is based on a painting largely by uh, justin thompson who mm-hmm. once again genius <laughs> and it's Boots hard to come tell off. here but those are his <laughs> yeah his his the bottom half of his pants are are often that's why he has to wear sweatpants yeah this yeah. is like uh, this frame right heaven. Here. yeah exactly there are a lot of, a lot, lot of, of differences in in their dimension. One of the yes. subtle ones is that uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll have a show in our dimension called Oh Hello, and in their dimension it's called Hi Hello. That's perhaps <laughs> the smallest, the smallest difference. Was the thing that got him killed? You want to know what happened next? Here we are, back in the cemetery. That was a really late breaking sort of comic mm-hmm. book page flipping mm-hmm. device that we finally figured out how to do um and mm-hmm. and it now feels like seamless so yeah like success. it was always intended from the beginning <laughs> yes. right man this is another really early uh mm-hmm. wow this is when i was spending more time in animation yeah this is bringing yeah. back memories <laughs> it is it's, it's really like when we were really um like trying very hard Finding to the vibe yeah, yeah. And, and to commit to this like like uh, a an aesthetic um, that didn't 
have that was on twos you know that was a it was a crunchier sort of version of animation and also no motion blur and we were you know that's a pretty active scene with some big camera sweeps and and we had to do a lot of problem solving in there and and one of the first sequences that got that got boarded and embellished by you guys and kind of elevated from what was happening in the script mm. yeah this this one was always fun this was this was like mm -hmm. let's go on a ride um, but then let's also make sure that we can pull way back and 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 have mm -hmm. funny sort of flat tableau moments where um, it feels mm -hmm. like you're just a passerby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just I mean, just seeing the work on New York in this sequence just mm -hmm. blows my mind. This is unbelievable. Call it uh, Dean Gordon for uh, his like the mighty, amazing yeah. color sense. Yeah, um, the mighty Dean Gordon, making things feel. Um, Chris Miller voice cameo. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Police yeah. dispatch officer. <laughs> yeah, one of the things the that role I, I was born to play. <laughs> like, as someone that had very little that to nothing to do with uh, how the the light in this sequence works, like, and as also as someone that lived in New York for a long time, um, I just love how some of these scenes capture what it feels like to just what it feels like to be in New York or what the light feels like in New York if you're walking around late at night or in the snow. Um, I still don't know how they did that, and I I worked on the movie. There comes Stanley, Stanley right here, Yay. walking over him. <laughs> On the cell phone, too. Yeah. He's got he's got places to be. Yeah. Movie's uh, over. Yeah, we went. The movie oh, hasn't right. broken, guys. It's like a very <laughs> long black. That's a very long black. We thought you really needed a break. Yeah. <laughs> also, a little time for this this sound team to goof off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. This was Jeffrey one of our Bates. also. This yeah. was also another early sequence that that mm -hmm. that uh, really kind of mm -hmm. helped define. This was the very first sequence where we really got into Peter and his performance, and um, and it, I mean, it was amazing starting to see Jake's words being performed by this model. They felt like they belonged together in such a, a perfect way. It's a it's a good meeting of two characters for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was a good meet for Miles early on in this too. This was one of the ones that where yeah. he started to sort of like get a little more character. I think. Yeah. This was this we, this shot specifically mm -hmm. right there was mm -hmm. a big breakthrough for a lot of our animators. That he could be that expressive, that he could bounce around like a kid. You know, we'd always had this idea that he's he's like um, you know almost like Bambi, like a like a young deer with his limbs um but he's also had to have sort of that 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 um that sort of excitement and 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 a little bit clumsy um and they really kind of nailed it here while still making him feel uh cool like a 13 year old from brooklyn <laughs> we also chose the most challenging possible lighting scenario yes. for that scene <laughs> that's the first we really see the glitch effect which mm. uh danny Demina and his team achieved by putting something like seven or eight cameras on the same model from different directions and then basically just picking different angles to to show Peter vacillating between different dimensions. And I, I have to say that I felt like we got away with a lot of really bold camera choices, especially, I mean, this one specifically, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. like put, burying him yes. on the bottom of the frame and just, just getting to have fun with this sequence, this whole sequence of the yeah, with, walk and talk. We should call out the the layout team led mm. by James Williams and yeah. Dave Moorhead yep. and, and Rich Turner. And, yes, and Paul Watling and the whole story team that were able to take like shots like this where our orientation is all messed up, but you still have a total awesome sense of, of where everybody is and 
what's what's up and down. We were passionate that a Spider-Man movie needed to be shot kind of from their point of view, where every surface can be the ground. Yeah. Um, we also, in this one, uh, I will just say, because of questions on the internet, we took off one of Miles' shoes, just in case anybody wanted to know why he was sticking, <laughs> in case they didn't Another think. Another thing that <laughs> I was passionate about, but nobody cared about really. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but now it's an awesome detail. So. No, more, no more questions. No more questions. He hasn't taken off the insoles yet so that he right. can have his stick powers go through. But <laughs> exactly. he will later, remo- when he has time, remove the insoles. <laughs> Still, though, the calf strength necessary uh, to walk on a wall. There's yes, kind on. of a, a Peter, Peter Ramsey, Ramsey cameo yes, in that the Peter Ramsey. Yep. Looking bewildered, yes. as usual. <laughs> <laughs> One of the big tricks of this sequence and of these, this relationship was to let you believe that Peter was a good guy even though he was being a real turkey to Miles. And this was kind of one of the few moments that we added into the movie kind of late. Mm-hmm. Just to know that he was a sweet pea underneath mm-hmm. it all. Yeah, finding the right level for his sort of not caring about Miles and then learning to care about Miles and finding the right level from the beginning all the way through uh, to, through to the end was it's something that would take yeah. a lot of nuance. The previous scene and this scene... It's also worth calling out in a, in a movie that had many iterations. That scene and this scene probably had the most. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Which is funny because yes. in this case, it's a pretty simple scene of two people in a diner talking, but uh, it had to carry a fair amount of exposition and story stuff. And um, and you know, we probably made and remade those scenes what fifty times, you oh, know, times? Easily, easily. I would say and one more. of the tricks is it's a lot of talking in both scenes, and both scenes by themselves were delightful. And when you put them together along with the one that's coming up, it just felt like yeah. you got tired. And and uh, it was really challenging to figure out what needed to stay and what needed to go. And we overcorrected in both directions many times. It didn't come out uh, seamlessly the first time. But <laughs> we finally found the right level for everything, I think. And that cut to the burger is finally hilarious. Yeah, right, yes. exactly. And we actually and this squirted music choice <laughs> turned out ketchup. to be the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we squirted ketchup at the screen. Yeah, we got ketchup on the screen. Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. So how do we retrace Peter's steps? That's a good question. What would I do if I were me? Got it. Step one, I infiltrate the lab. Two, find the head scientist's computer. That lady with the bike is the head scientist. I saw her in this documentary at school. Cool. Step three, I re-examine my personal biases. Step four, I hack the computer. It's not technically hacking. Kind of. Ah, hold on, I just lost my train of thought. This is another style of comic book uh, animation that's in the film. There's many, many different uh, styles uh, represented in this film. Step seven. You stay here. Your lookout. Uh, I still, I kind of missed the unfinished version of this shot where his feet, uh, mm-hmm. he had no toes for a really long time for some reason. <laughs> and I'm not sure why. <laughs> but you had to say like 50 times, we're gonna, we're gonna have toes, right? Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get his toes on there, right? <laughs> That's new. Here he comes. One of the things about Kingpin is that it's. He just magically appeared outside of the car because there's no way he could actually get through a doorway. Yeah, maybe in the future where you guys are listening to this 10 years from now, someone will have figured out how to animate that. But in, in 2018, it's still impossible. Yeah. 
This is another sequence that was in the movie for a really long time mm -hmm. um, and in, in many different lengths and forms. Um, it ended up being kind of, you know, just like the proper length and just enough. Mm -hmm. But the, this, these moments right here were really where you started to, yeah. to feel the relationship between the two of them develop. The bond of the spider team. I just love that they both have to, Miles has to fight to occupy the same space. Yeah. And become an equal partner to Peter. One of my favorite shots is about to come up when we're above them. This one. I love that. Yeah. That's really fun. And I got the password. Um, Mr. Fisk, if we fire again this week, there could be a black hole under Brooklyn. You see this and this? This is multiple dimensions beginning to crash into each other. This is pretty. This is another case where we, uh, for the sake of a laugh, undercut the stakes and then immediately have to buy the stakes back at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was all bad, actually. <laughs> actually, everything she said was bad. I was lying before. Ah, uh, just great. This animation is yeah. so cool. Um, look, the the hints of uh, of uh, everything being octagonal. Uh, from the lighting to uh, to all of the the sciency stuff, mm, yeah, a hint uh, of who who's coming up. Yeah. Is that Does a Justin figure thing? it out? It I don't think so. I think it's a very. It was a. We all talked about it remember. in design. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, this is also a moment to Her call glasses. out. Yeah, both of our our voice actors, right there, Leif Schreiber Hahn. and Catherine Hahn. Who? That's right. Man, she's amazing, and uh, she, yeah, she. I'd love to see her own movie. Her, where we we spend a little more time with her. Yeah, she, I hope she gets to take a little victory lap after this movie. I know comes out because we were keeping her like a secret because we didn't want uh, people to catch on to the the big twist that comes with her. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but she's a real key key to this movie. And a, a blast to work with too. Not my universe. We went through probably seventy different versions of what Miles would look like invisible. Yeah. Um, which sounds took about ridiculous. a year to figure out. <laughs> You're like, no, that's just what. That's it. There you go. It's easy. You're like, nope. It is. Uh, it turns out it's very challenging. And I like his sort of how he comes in and out of invisibility is really stylized as well in a really cool way. It was inspired by Sue Storm to some degree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man. This this entire sequence is job. one that went through so many iterations and so much work. Mm -hmm. And it's and just it just came off. together at the end. It pays off. Jed is finally like one of the great like successes of the movie, yeah. and and the audience really goes for it. And no one will know that it was like really bad for like three months. No, and it, it really it, and it really was. <laughs> it was like it's one of the most wonderful surprises. The only reason it got good is because everybody worked super hard on it for months and months mm. and months. Oh, look at those octagonal hand braces. <laughs> that is based on Phil Lord's actual desktop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it basically looks like that. It feels a little more messy than that, but it was too messy. To, you couldn't see no, those. A lot happening. of icons, right. are, uh, they kind of uh, uh, collect on the edges because they sort of, I just drag things off of uh, the internet. How painful that would be, Peter Parker. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you can't imagine. That's I like so the, the glitch we just saw. I'm just remembering all the conversations about that particular glitch that determined that it was funniest if you left Peter's head unglitched. Yeah, the rough animation <laughs> was so good. 
It's true. Pneumatic. Doc Ock. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Justin, Tom Justin Thompson, production designer, fantastic idea to use soft robotics as the basis for Doc Ock, this version of Doc Ock's tentacles. And it's uh, it's so cool. It's, it's so different. It's very creepy. Yeah, it's really mm -hmm. creepy. But it, it, it cre created opportunities for everyone uh, from animation all the way to the sound team who about three months before we were done, we go, oh, that's what they look mm -hmm. like. <laughs> we're going to have to redo this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it was a late break. And wait, and wait who's this? Mm. Why that? What do you know? Is that Gwanda? Who's been sneaking around? Just amazing animation in here. Yeah. Just incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so energetic. Yes. And a good counterpoint between, like, very silly things happening mm -hmm. right around very cool things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like... Don't need the monitor is such a goofy <laughs> physical so performance, yeah. and right next to it is like all this very yeah. believable, like cool actions. It was based on the really crude animation in the layout that was in Forever. That <laughs> always made me laugh. You know that's funny. And and bagel-related comedy also. Yeah. A surprising number of bagel jokes. It is. Yeah. And the and the, the last minute uh, bagel text that was added bagel. right there. <laughs> Which was a joke pitch. Sure. It was a pitch yes. that was a joke that uh, Justin That Thompson was taken seriously. <laughs> right. Take seriously. Yeah, and I love. <laughs> yeah, there's so much uh, there's so much inventiveness from, from every level mm. of this uh, production that everyone felt empowered to like pitch crazy ideas and so that's why it feels so rich with uh, and, and, and deep. I got to call out Patrick O'Keefe, our uh, oh, amazing uh, kind of... Did he get an art director title? I think title? he became director. a co-art director. Co yeah. director. He and who, Dean, yeah. Like, really kind of uh, uh, the look of this sequence, the, the graphic look of the trees, the design of Alchemax, all that stuff. Patrick was just like a... The, the guy is man. a monster. Yeah. It, it is, it's no understatement to say that this look in the forest is one of the hardest things to accomplish in a mm -hmm. movie like this. To make something look realistic is something that we know how to do pretty well. Yeah. But to make it look graphic and illustrative is almost impossible. Mm. Especially when you're like close and far to trees uh, within the same shot at times, and it's very hard. Yeah, I mean, remember, we had so many conversations with Danny, our VFX soup, about like, but but you guys, we're gonna be in a forest. You, you really don't want the leaves to rustle in the wind? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're like, no, we'll be okay. And this yeah, this great moment. Mm -hmm. This is another moment in the story when we really opened this beat up to let Peter and Miles have a victory together um, and, and cement their bond so that you really were rooting for their relationship. It, it, we used to breeze through this quickly and you didn't have the same connection with the two of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, one of the things, that, like in the screenplay, that we discovered really late was that you needed to have a lot of smaller positive accomplishments throughout the, the center of the movie for it to work right. Yeah, and, and the thing and that helped support that real connection, which was a hard um, cue to get was the with Daniel Pemberton was, remember that one, Phil, was like a Making it forth. really sweet. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was yeah, hard. That, 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 the, that this middle section of the movie is about Peter and Miles learning to, you know, fall for each other essentially yeah, basically and you needed to go from like a meet cute to this kind of middle beat where they're really starting to fall in love and in comes spider gwen
Square. So cool. Who, such a cool haircut. I know. Too. I mean, <laughs> her first line. That character. Yeah. That character's so iconic from the from the comics uh, that Jason and Robbie and Rico made. Oh, there you one. go. There it yeah. is. Just gorgeous. Look I'm at that. Look at that look. Them. Haley yeah, Steinfeld. All inspired by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could barely. Actual comics. I could barely believe like, my eyes when I saw what the art department had done with uh, the look of it. Because yeah. it's so evocative of the comics, and it's so. Yeah. Ah, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, using like Rico's crazy color palette, uh, and I mean all of them. So yeah, it feels like you're inside one of those comics. Yeah, and if you haven't read Gwen's comics, she is uh, she's bitten by a spider in her universe, and Peter Parker is jealous her best friend and becomes a bad guy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like there's, there's we give just enough to to hopefully tease um, mm. you guys into being really interested into each one of these characters' origin story. This is another, uh, like you can see a, a reverse time lapse when she was blown into last week. Uh, one mm -hmm. week uh, of, of days and nights just passed in that one shot. Yeah. She hit a time anomaly on her way to this dimension. Then this was fun. You know, she vibed with Miles um, after he had been bitten by the spider and she purposely bumped into him there in case you didn't yeah, catch like that. Yeah, that piece of animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get to like your haircut though, right? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Look, look, see, the leaves can move, you guys. <laughs> we just chose for them not to. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the thing. Is mm -hmm. it was a, it was an act, absolute creative choice. And this art style in, uh, is inspired by um, Sienkiewicz's version of, uh, of Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. My God, look at that. This is a sequence boarded by Peter Ramsey. In my recollection, in like four hours. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. No. Watching you board this in real time, it was pretty amazing. You're like, oh my god, you are an absolute genius. I got caught. I can't let people see that it's that, that it doesn't take as long as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna but need I think two weeks great, for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it takes uh, the rest of us a lot longer to draw one frame that looks like the way you can draw one frame. But, but I think that sequence highlights one of the things that I, I get most inspired about by Peter and his work is it's really emotional and it's really graphic, uh, and there's a lot of sensitivity for the the characters in the picture. You know, it's not just like cool drawings. It's cool drawings in service of, um, you know, real humanity. And shot in an unexpected way. Yeah, I'm, bl yeah. I'm blushing over here in my sin. This was always fun. It was really, yeah, it was important to have Doc Ock be formidable mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, because she was so, like, wacky and silly as a scientist to have her when she's in Doc Ock form be really intimidating. So yeah, we were the stakes of the movie felt strong. Yeah, we were trying to just make her, you know, such a intelligent socially awkward person um that then turns into this really yeah yeah formidable you know equal to kingpin this is a scene that gave us a lot of trouble for a long time and in the end having these characters just talk to each other in a honest mm -hmm. and authentic way and then having our two great performers perform it uh kind of dug us out yeah you can yeah, just kind of yes. Just take it easy, stupid. Just let the let the characters talk. Yeah, yeah. And then um, then the animators just you know mm -hmm. just sold it.
Added a lot of subtlety. One of my favorite poses in the movie. He, <laughs> that pose gets a laugh yeah. all by itself. And yes. the fact that he webs the door doorbell, I think, is just a delicious little detail. Yeah. And then the legendary Lily Tomlin. Woo! Coming on the scene. You know you needed somebody really groovy to play Aunt May. Yeah, and I think there's a little hint to what who who she is because she's holding a baseball bat. Um, <laughs> she's a tough lady. Mm-hmm. She's I also, not afraid to use it. I love the uh, fact that both Lily gets a laugh on sweatpants and Haley yeah. gets mm-hmm. a laugh on her response yes. to the sweatpants. There's a yes. double laugh on top of laugh from two really, really talented actors. And older. And thicker. Yeah, I've heard that already. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you look tired is a thing my mom says to me every mm. time I see her. <laughs> she's, she's, it's, she, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, did Peter have a place where we could make another one of these? A goober. Everybody calls it a goober. <laughs> Another hint as to what yeah. uh, a tough cookie Aunt May right. is. Yeah. I mean, needless it's hard to have her yeah. kick that door open. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I tried to cut that and then you uncut it correctly. I'm sorry. No, you were right. I was wrong. Let's be honest. She's not treating her own house very well. <laughs> it's true. No. That was part of it. But I was like, why is she kicking the door? We should, we should. And then I was wrong, guys. I was wrong. It's implied <laughs> that she's kind of an engineer herself. Yeah. And it that she's true. kind of the cue of this. Dimension. Mm-hmm. Lots of Easter eggs here, guys. There we go. Yep. We should have put an actual Easter egg in this shot. <laughs> I know. I know. Honestly. We actually, that would have been the most Rodney Rothman yeah, joke ever. Enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all kinds of suits in the background. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, we're not going to tell you what they all are. But, no. but they're all real. Yes, they are. They are. Based on something. Get to have a nice little intimate moment here. This is another time where you just let the animators build a performance mm-hmm. of looks between characters, mm-hmm. and it's—I think it's—it's it's not something mm-hmm. that you often see in animated. I love like that's this great. That look, that's right great. There. And then that, this that look, Gwen here. look is really yeah. good. Gives you so much. It's—it's it's really something mm-hmm. that um, that uh, we had the freedom to do in this movie, and it really—it's just a connective thing. It yeah, helped us. it helped us a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if you have the story to. You know, for the context to back it up, you know exactly what each of those looks means yep. and why they're there. Kingpin knows we're coming. We're going to be outnumbered. <laughs> and now we're going to get to meet the rest of the Spidey Squad. Shift, shift into crazy gear. Yes, hello, crazy my name gear. is. <laughs> yep. I remember, Rodney, you <laughs> calling me in London and asking whether it was a good idea or not to introduce these other folks. And it was a real debate at all <laughs> because we knew once yeah yeah, yeah, yeah at yeah, all yeah, exactly because we knew once they came into the movie it was mm. going to become a different kind of picture. Yeah. Well, I think I was probably just afraid of how much work it would be for everyone to figure it out. So I was like, Man. I think you were right yeah. <laughs> to balance it enough so that each one of them gets enough of a moment to be worth in the picture, but doesn't take away from Miles' story. Yeah, and that's the thing that really, the, really hard. Yeah, and the thing that that finally made it work was that it it they all. They all have a reaction to being in the situation that is representative of being, spy, uh, you know, a spider person. Mm-hmm. It's all a selfless reaction. I'll give myself up so you guys can all go home, which then just fed into no. We have one guy here who's from this place. That's that. This is his job, um, and he can't do mm-hmm. it yet. You know, so it ended up really helping put pressure on Miles. 
Well, also, you know, so, it, it was a pretty late addition, but but them saying you're like me, I think, yeah. Yeah. helped yeah, justify this story turn, you know, because it... And its whole thematic. Yeah. yeah. It, it only, nothing worked in the movie un, until it had to do something with Miles and his story. Yep. And now, you, obviously, as you can see, each of these characters is animated in their own style. Their world is, is designed in a different style and of animation. And it allowed all the animators to try different techniques from, from various different genres and smash them all together into one world. And, and it makes the idea of multiple universes really tangible. Yeah. You, know, you can see it. Mm-hmm. You feel it. For the look of Ham's world, people can Google... Uh, something called Pigs is Pigs, which I'd never heard of before. Uh, this yeah. movie. So Ward Kimball, Ward Kimball yep. uh, designed Walt Disney short imitating the UPA cartoons. Um, and uh, first introduced us to us by Mike Moon, mm-hmm. who was an executive on, in, this. In, on this movie and also <laughs> happens to be an Emmy-winning production designer yeah. himself. Yep. We should also call out the amazing performances by Nicolas Cage, Kamiko Glenn, and That's John right. Mulaney, who brought so much personality and life to each of these characters. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Yeah. yeah, man. This kid can turn himself invisible. Watch this. He can do it now. <laughs> I can't. This was another sequence that gave us a lot of headaches. It is true. It's a, a lot, lot of Again, headaches. another area with a lot of exposition. And to try and like set up what the goal for the third act is going to be and what and what the issues are going to be for Miles in a way that that uh, doesn't bore anybody or confuse anybody and it was really hard yeah and it's, I, I just I just remember when this worked comedically it would just it was just sat there forever and then suddenly we saw it with an audience and they were screaming yeah and and the big change was that we watched i think it was because we saw miles make an attempt to succeed mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in between peter's lines that was really that was really new yep and we thinned out a lot of stuff that helped mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you mean we weren't exhausted by the time we got here <laughs> right exactly what? Can you be strong? Ruthless. Discipline. I don't know. Maybe. I think also, like, late breaking was the stuff that was added on the, the backside of this that really made it feel like they were all, they all cared about Miles, even though right. they didn't maybe believe in him right here. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, just Peter going cool it. For the longest time, we didn't have something like that. It's a real uh, when you're making a movie, it's like you're you're building an emotion machine, <laughs> you know, and you got to have mm-hmm. all the parts calibrated the right way and kind of make sure it's properly oiled, because if it doesn't, something the gears are gonna stick and mm-hmm. you're not gonna mm-hmm. you're not gonna feel right. Do you know, like twenty years ago, Pat Riley trademarked a motion machine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Damn it! I'm too late. Yeah, he's uh, so smart. Mm-hmm. I was having visions of Peter Ramsey's emotion machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, another great uh, oh, piece of cinematography incredible. of the walk that goes through uh, um, I mean, different backgrounds. Art department, take a bow. Yeah, art department and animation because those guys, like, that's the other mm-hmm. beauty of, of this medium is that you can just animate that guy and drop different backgrounds behind mm-hmm. him and it's seamless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who really painted gorgeous. those backgrounds? Dave Bleich was the first. Oh. Those were his color keys. Wow. Mm-hmm. But great Dave Jeez, Bleich. Yeah. Sweetest guy, too. Sweet man. New Orleanian. <laughs> and we haven't heard from him. Hey, you know I wouldn't reach out if this wasn't important. Hope you're good. Brian Tyree Henry being really sensitive and uh, communicating so much emotion. With very few words. One of the last shots final. I was going to say, we mm-hmm. reanimated that note. I don't know how many times. <laughs> so many drafts so many, of yeah. that letter, for it goodness sake. Kept changing. Yep. Uh, this was actually one of the earlier yeah. sequences in production, yes, too. We this only, was really. We only did the dark scenes first because yep. they were easier to light. Yep, yep. Hiding uh, us, not quite sure how to integrate everything. But. That's very clever to watch Miles uh, disappear in that reflection of the TV. Yeah. I call up Daniel Pemberton's Pemberton's, uh, score again with this motif he came up with for the Prowler. That sort of. The Prowler theme really. Just really really kind of haunts you. I love that. Like, I've heard um, many different people guess what what that sound is, and it's always, you know, feline. You know, jaguar, elephant, it, but it's an elephant, and it's it, it's it's yeah. hilarious to think that it can be that scary. Ah! If you, I mean, elephants will mess you up. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I was, <laughs> I was on a safari charged by an elephant. And it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Good thing you could turn invisible. Yeah, <laughs> and it True wasn't story. your uncle. The, yeah. I'm very impressed with you guys that you made that reveal work. If people gasp, they do. And they they do it. now. Yeah, and I love it. And they've, we, they, you guys hid the ball in uh, just enough perfectly. Yes, yeah. thermal will, enhancement. Yeah, this is one of my favorite. Just run a shot. Oh, just this amazing. whole thing mm-hmm. is just very, yeah. very engaging. Beautiful treatment of the light and and uh, color in this. Mm-hmm sequence too. If I was Prowler, I would have hit the thermal enhancement when I was in the apartment. I'm just... Yeah. (laughs) He did. He did? uh, No, no, he didn't. Not till he he looked out the window. Yes, but but it was in the apartment. Yes, we were in his his vision, though. I think the thermal enhancement is really expensive. This is crazy. (laughs) He only has like like 10 minutes of it. This This nuts. blows my mind. Do you remember this was like, we asked the layout department, like, is there any way you could make this sequence a little more exciting and feel more like a, re- a proper action movie? Look at that. And then this came back. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of back and forth, but yes, pretty this, amazing. This, this was a lot of people working at 110% and yeah. really just into it. Mm-hmm. And and think one of my favorite things about this is every department mm-hmm. is killing it. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Definitely, definitely. That's, it's like the the music, the mm-hmm. mix, the the lighting, the colorist. Our colorist Natasha exaggerated some of those oranges in an amazing way. And now we tried like fifteen thousand songs <laughs> here. Yes. Mm-hmm. One cool thing about. Penny is that she's actually a CG model that has been rendered uh, in, in an anime style. Watch Penny. <laughs> Watch Dink. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. With her she's... little roller shoes? Yeah, oh, that was just like a, a break. That was one of those things. This shot's not long enough to get her all the way from the kitchen to the couch. 
<laughs> is that why? That's, That's 100% great. why. It was like, put put those little wheelies on there. <laughs> I didn't even notice it until the guys uh, put the sound of the roll. roll. Sound, eh? And yeah. then we we had something else on the mix stage that was kind of loud. And when we turned it down, you heard that for the yeah. first time. Mm -hmm. And everybody started laughing super hard the minute they saw the shot. Another sequence that went through. Oh, boy. Who knows how many versions evolution. there was. I would say this thing almost yeah. didn't end up in the movie, yeah, honestly. it was close to yeah. being gone. <laughs> right. I, I do want to call out, too, that that uh, Doc Ock says that her friends call her Liv, and then, yes. and then Aunt May calls her Liv. Yeah. I mean, we, mm -hmm. the, the, I don't know if you remember, there was, like, a long time ago in the first draft, Phil, there was this idea that, that Doc Ock, uh, who at one point was a male, but had... Uh, was you know Peter was a grad student under under the tutelage of 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 Doc Ock, and so there was a familiarity between the two of them. And now it kind of plays like oh they've had a lot of battles before, exactly. and Emery right. knows yep. about them. Yep. Which I like. <laughs> I like that she's so mm. yeah mm -hmm. such a badass. She's in it. Well, this this sequence used to be more of like a slapstick thing about them just messing up the house, and they're we're kind of messing up, but we found that. It really needed to just show everybody, like, this is a first chance getting seeing the Spider Team fight together, and they needed to all be really good. Yeah. I mean, our animators, I will say, these shots took them so long. I mean, can you imagine what, just think, of, you know, look how many characters are in every single shot. Yeah. There's not a, a space in that frame that's not designed and, and moving and dynamic. It really is uh, a preposterous amount of work. It's more work than it even looks like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. You gotta go, man. Yeah, just the choreography is insane on this thing. Super fun. Oh, Gwen looks so cool. Yeah. That exactly. stuff was added pretty late yeah. just to make that sure you got to game. see Gwen doing something cool. Yep. No shortage of Gwen Stacy being cool in this movie. Oh, man. Yeah. This shot. This when we amazing. got this back, it blew my mind. Yeah. I was just like, okay, just, mm -hmm. we're we're like the prowler is horrifying yeah 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 and this is a really naturalistically shot and lit yes you know sequence that's meant to be an emotional scene mm -hmm. basically between these two guys yeah yeah it gets really real can i just say that the table pushing into miles that was something my brother my older brother and i were in a fight when we were kids <laughs> and he did that to me <laughs> no way 100 100 i know that miles Oh, it's a really sweet scene. Another great Shamik and Mahershala moment. I love that we all shut up. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, 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 to be reverent. To yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just hope that those of you listening, you appreciate how challenging this is for an animation team to pull off this emotionality and subtlety. Yeah. That little look, because he knows what's coming. Yep. There's a lot of attention to what's going on behind these characters' eyes. Get out of here! Yeah, we're all kind of gripped. Yeah, yeah, no, I, know, like, I know. It works. works. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about giving interesting anecdotes here, you guys. Come on. All right. Yeah, it was so cold that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
This is another uh, another I think beautifully lit uh, scene where you can have that that soft glowing white light in the background. I mean, so much of the movie is backlit, and then you know we we kept asking folks to turn off the studio lights, yeah, and let the natural light bounce back onto the characters. Um, and <laughs> rehearsal is I got to jump oh, in man. with Mahershala's performance. This was this was I think the first session we did with him. It was and uh, man. He's a method actor, so in his death scene, it was like he was really dying. I think the first day he did it twice, and he was sideways, like, you know, because in a booth, it's, you know, he still needs, the mic still needs to, he needs to still be um, on access to the mic so we can pick it all up, but it was physical. And then uh, just, you know, the animators, the performance they did, but especially here, like, we gave the animators the freedom. We said, like, you can make Miles unattractive he, he meaning like you can ugly you can, cry. you can he can ugly cry because this is just raw and i'm like it feels so emotional to me we can uh, we probably should shout out to uh, shiyun kim who designed uh, oh my goodness uh, the, these characters in a way that allowed for a lot of expressiveness and flexibility mm. they're such appealing looking characters but they they also aren't stiff the way that no. that uh, the animators were able to get a lot of personality. I mean, this was always like this was in the first draft of the script. This whole this little this this interaction between brothers and son and nephew, and it was always, I think, from day one knew it was going to be um, a a very moving moment. Great sound work here. It goes quiet. And one of the things that happened in the mix, <laughs> first time in Lord and Miller's career, is we started turning things quieter. Yeah, it's like there's so much um, difference between the big, loud, spectacle action stuff and the really, really intimate moments here, and it, and it makes a nice push-pull for the whole movie. Good dynamics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rhythm and release. <laughs> Just, you know, your average tantrum from an mm -hmm. sure. emotional 13, 14-year-old. Yeah. This moment cracks me <laughs> always. It's like right when you need a kind of a lighter thing. That was a, an animator named Jabari who just killed, like, just like finally made that 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 moment. Trans. It's like a one shot transition from from deep emotion and and regret and pain, and and then we said like, hey, you're gonna lose. He's gonna throw the one thing out that really represents his uncle. Yet it's gonna come flying back in, and it. it I mean, it was hard to make that shot work. And it's a great statement, mm -hmm. a story statement yeah. of like you can't lose the things that no returns. you know make <laughs> yeah. up your past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. this line used to be a really silly line from him, which was uh, it was my uncle Frankfurter who was electrocuted. He <laughs> smelled so delicious, uh, and I always got a huge <laughs> laugh. But it really took you out of the moment of the scene, uh, which was needed to feel like yeah. uh, personal and true. And, well, and uh, also, Ham's like appeal in the movie. Took a dive, yeah, because of like, that. He was really kill, killing the vibe here. Well, yeah. I think people resisted him more in that version of the movie, where mm -hmm. he only had this one level of being ridiculous. And now the movie, he's, you know, he's brave sometimes, he's sweet sometimes, and he's a more rounded out. Character. Yeah, he was. He it was the goal was to try and make him as, as the same kind of spider person as every other one in there. Great shot. This is one of my favorites. Just the, the stylization of the, of the city outside the window. I think always they wanted whenever something's out the window, they wanted to push it as as graphic as possible. It was really, really beautiful. And the light here is just magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and there's some really, really great acting. There are moments here that we kept trying to cut for pace, but there was such great acting yeah. and performance from the animators mm-hmm. that it, it, it demanded to stay in the film. Hold on. My favorite shot in the movie is coming up. It's not this. It's a re- Miles reaction shot. Yeah. yeah. What he turns this one. The, the pouty lip. This one. That one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. It's just well observed. Let me make mm. him pay. Miles, you're going to get yourself killed. But I'm ready. I promise. <gasps> then Venom strike me right now. Or turn invisible on command so you can get past me. I just this is just mm-hmm. such a I don't know I'm so impressed with this scene mm-hmm. and the ideas underneath all of it you know that they're putting this guy on the bench yeah and and, and that there's they're doing it with kindness and sympathy for him but they don't have a choice yeah I just I can call it out because I had nothing to do with those ideas. <laughs> You won't. It's a leap of faith. That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. That, that That's a line that it, used yeah. to be. Yeah, it used to be in another scene on a billboard earlier in the movie. Ah, the legend. Um, somewhere else on this mm-hmm. Blu-ray, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was such an important line that we needed to put it in the scene when we cut the other scene. More time lapse, guys. Yep. Sorry, image works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about They're to pitch time lapse the movie. Should I not pitch it the <laughs> no, no, pitch it for sure. It's just going to be really short. <laughs> and now uh, this scene uh, coming up here feels like the emotional crux of the whole whole film. Miles, uh, Miles is your dad. Please open the door. Just gorgeous. Lucky to get to yeah. Miles, I can see your shadow. Tell you about that. That Brian Terry Henry is a reason why he's in every movie legally now. He's, yes. He's, yeah. Because he's got the chops. The man and deserves we, everything he gets. And when he incredible. saw, yeah, when he saw this uh, scene, perf- like we, we, we were recording him and we played it for him and it's sort of rough performance. I don't know if it was fully lit. I think it was just animation, it's but so um, he got the movie. Like it, it, it made such an impression on him the what performance his voice plus the acting and the camera work what we were able to build he was very happy to come in and pick any lines up for us and just keep working <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i remember when we were we were working on the shots uh in layout for this and and the idea of having them be on the thirds to start and then them coming closer and, and finally ending with the one split screenshot at the end. And Jefferson crosses the center, mm-hmm. you know, I think just really interesting. They start out on opposite he's, sides of the screen. Mm, yeah, he makes the first move. Exactly. Uh, you guys just really, I mean, everything here is working together, the staging and the animation and the lighting. And now Miles is creeping towards the center. Exactly. It's even the sound when you can hear Miles bump against the door with his head. You know that Jeff knows that he's closer and right there. Mm-hmm. Now Miles gets to be in the center. Anyway, nice job, guys. Yeah, good stuff. Watch yeah. how the, the color escalates. This happened in the DI suite over the course of this shot. He goes from being in this yeah. naturalistic world to being in a heightened kind of comic book reality. DI is digital intermediate, a final stage where you can 
spin the dials on colors and different things in the shot. Thank you, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> a little hand, piece of hand drawn there for if you want to freeze frame it. Oh, Genki. Uh, there was a version of this movie where there was a lot more Genki oh, in it. That was, um, a, that was a whole journey in itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's amazing to me to see Miles transformed by his father. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels and earned. willingness to, it does. In an earlier version of that scene, Aunt May gave him a version of that speech, which yes. was nice, mm -hmm. but uh, it needed to be it's dead. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to tell you guys. Um, so after our premiere, my nine-year-old son asked me this. So Papa, you know Miles, like he spray paints. He spray paints mm -hmm. one of those suits, and it becomes his suit. Super cool, Papa, but it shouldn't fit him. It's way bigger. <laughs> uh, Did he have to like, wait a few hours for it to dry? Yeah. So it didn't well, get, we, we <laughs> cut out the sequence where Aunt May sewed it tighter and exactly. altered it. That's yeah. exactly what and I they told had, him. Like, the, the hair dryer express drying it. Yeah. So you, your friends are in danger. Well, just let me let it dry well, no, first. I'll tell you what, though. Spray paint, five minutes and you're dry. Not, there you, you know, go. But for like, sure. But, the, but, but it was literally, I was like, well, you know what, Luca? We, we actually cut out a shot of Aunt May sewing and, and altering the suit. <laughs> we just implied that that happened. Right. She pre-altered it. She knew he was coming. He said it took you long enough, so yeah, exactly. it all happened in advance. A shot we just saw of Miles falling and everything kind of slows down was written in the script, I think in the first draft of the script, and I always appreciate it, you know, that uh, it was called out by Phil that he was uh, falling and rising at the same mm. time. I always thought that was a cool detail, and and it's, mm -hmm. it is yeah, that shot. It made the movie. The rare thing that winds up, it, that goes from the stage directions all the way through the production mm -hmm. onto the screen. Mm -hmm. And this, this like, this sequence um, also had a little evolution where we, um, it, it used to end with him getting hit by a truck. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, um, but uh, it really felt like it was time for, for Miles to get a big victory here. A really big and victory, really, yeah. yeah. And it feels so good. And now people, like, applaud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's but it did, it's like, go ahead, Peter. Oh, I, I was just gonna say the way the movie used to unfold, it felt wrong for Miles to kind of feel like he arrived here, but the way the last part of the movie is, he's still got a ways to go. So yeah, it worked. Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, there's a general attitude yeah. with this movie of like, how can we do things differently? That was a case where we were like, what if we didn't have the audience feel really good in this moment? What if we <laughs> had them feel really bad? <laughs> right at the moment they want to feel good. What yeah. if we just made him feel terrible. Let's poke well, him think, in the I eye. I think in early drafts, we just were like, Miles is losing and losing and falling short mm -hmm. the whole movie until the very end. And when we put that up, we realized that you needed to see him slowly winning and winning and winning until he won even bigger at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely did. Hold on. Get a load of how the waiters are dressed. It's in poor taste, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is Rodney's pitch. Yeah. What? This? That they were all wearing oh, Spider-Man yes. yes. masks. All right. Yes. It's kind of connected to a setup that's not in the movie anymore. The, you know, a setup where Fisk is, it was a little more running from me. Yeah, that Fisk is a uh, runs charities for Spider-Man. Yes. Stuff. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. He was a mayoral candidate for at one point about six months. Yep. Mm -hmm. One second. Let me just. Oh. Hello. Oh, wow. Jake just making this stuff sing. Uh -huh. And Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Mary Jane, Jane Parker. Jane. A smooth and, and warm voice. Uh, 
And this is a good example of what, Phil, what you were talking about, where this is a scene that was uh, on the chopping block and wasn't quite working for a long time. And then by adding this interaction and making it about Peter and MJ and something real, all of a sudden the scene was... Uh, was worth it. <laughs> it. It was, and it becomes it, and the, nece- it's like necessary yeah. to know what Peter's giving up by yeah. by, by sacrificing himself. Absolutely, and 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 it, and it lasts just long enough because um, we <laughs> learned that if you stay away from Miles for too long, Danny Dimian, mm-hmm. yes, Danny and Josh there, then then um, we lose sort of our our connection to the movie in a bigger way. But at this point, we care enough about Peter to to want him to get back to MJ too. But there was a there was a whole kitchen scene that happened in there that was actually animated, with Tombstone That's and right. the pig mm-hmm. under. Uh, oh, I mean, it was ho- it was very funny, and I guess you'll that will also be on the I blue, hope that's Blu-ray, on Blu-ray somewhere Ray. else. because yes. we've got it's a bigger be. dose of Tombstone, which yeah. is really hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was wonderful. The great it was Marvin a great scene. There was just and a, a great p- voice performance. Mm-hmm. Yes. One one of the things that we noticed is that it it by having all that material, when you got a little deeper into this sequence, you were just were so tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, pace required it to required to go over the way we loved it. And yeah. I think being away from Miles for that long was exactly too, mm-hmm. too much to ask. Exactly. Yeah. And we're about um, to ask um, the audience a lot mm-hmm. right oh, yeah. here. Kingpin's <laughs> goal. Uh, <laughs> Kingpin's Kingpin's uh, backstory with his family and using the the collider to to try to bring his family back was a Brian Michael Bendis pitch, I believe, Mm -hmm. from several years Mm -hmm. ago, Mm -hmm. that then appeared in um, the Miles comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this whole, the the whole third act kind of mega battle that we're about to get into was yet another one of those sequences which went through iteration after iteration hundreds of hours of storyboarding and editorial was, time editorial I remember, layout i remember the five of us in a conference room just <laughs> making a mess of several whiteboards right. about just where everybody <laughs> right. is and where the goal is and what they're trying to get to beats and are. it just like got people came in and it would look like a beautiful mind <laughs> yeah yeah and it looked like a beautiful mind in the storyboards <laughs> at every stage until the very very end exactly it was yeah. really hard to visualize with like until it was lit and rendered, really. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of this was like Peter and Vic on in the edit suite. Oh God, working out stuff, hi, and then hi Vic, mm-hmm. and then right, and then Bob, you in in animation, like trying to. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it was a mm-hmm. literally these <laughs> there were like parallel tracks on this these two three sequences, mm-hmm. just because also of time of where we were. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should also call Bob Fisher and the amazing work he did to make. Things like this that are incomprehensible, comprehensible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, was I think this movie required a preposterous amount of editing. His whole team. The mm-hmm. sheer volume that everybody in that edit suite went yeah. through, in terms yeah. of drawings mm-hmm. and and dialogue, mm-hmm. and we make it really hard on them. We record a lot of takes and a lot of variations, and um, they just deserve mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. heaps of praise. Mm-hmm. Andrew Leviton worked a lot in the sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying the, to get it to... The computers, you know, the servers that held the movie were moving slow by the end of the shoot, and, and we had the best computers, right? No, I think, I think <laughs> yeah, actually... The, the Avid point, couldn't see it, take it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think Imageworks, actually, at a certain point, I think we overloaded their their server 
or mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like there was a moment where they were afraid that the the movie was going to break their machine. Which was our whole idea, yeah. our whole approach, yeah, was. was how do we break the, these pipes that make the movie. And so the, the multiple universes colliding together in, in this one room. <laughs> applesauce. Um, <laughs> applesauce was, uh, was an idea that was uh, from the very beginning of the first, uh, from the outline that, that Phil wrote. Uh, and then like a lot of the, the great conceptual art came from uh, Patrick O'Keefe, who did like yeah. a really mm. deep dive of like a hundred, hundreds of images. And was one of the only times I can remember uh, ever saying, okay, you've gone too far. <laughs> uh, was like, there was like one brand of the thing where I was like, I don't get this. Uh, and, and so that one, like, one, like, a few of the drawings that were that were somehow even more insane than this. What you're saying, Chris, yes. is there's a version of this sequence that That's was even, even crazier. crazier. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but that was literally the only time I can remember going, okay, guys, you've done it. You've really, you've broken it. But... It's really just gorgeous. The colors in this it's thing are astounding. insane. Yeah. I love this it. This shot, I love it so much. The, the the series of Penny, like we come back to Penny in a minute mm -hmm. with the robot, yeah. and uh, yeah, there's just so much beauty in this. I mean, the, like a you know, this is Dave Bleich did like the first sort of color mm -hmm. key pass on this to go over, and then and then Patrick took that and, and and sort of designed a bunch of these possible what we called the like asterisks of buildings and things, mm -hmm. um, and then Justin and Dean came in and like mm -hmm. I mean they were painting refined it frame by frame color keys for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's filmmakers watching this, so I would say. There is a learnable lesson from the sequence, which is if you want to put something super crazy in your movie, wait until the very end when a lot of money has been spent on your movie and your release date <laughs> is three to four months away and they literally can't stop you or else they have no movie. <laughs> right. He, well, well, really important he webs thing the turntable. Just so you know. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like really important that you have a complete understanding of the relationships here. Yeah. And right. And then in the, on all this whole sequence about like the goal. Once once we get to the button and we need to know where the button is and and where he's got to get to, and when the rest of the universe is is sure. I didn't, I didn't teach him that, and you definitely didn't. This, these shots right here are this this little mm -hmm. run, and I think there's a there's a performance between her and Noir that really is heart wrenching yeah, and true. and really supportive mm -hmm. in a this little yeah. Here. I think you were just saying this, but and but, this. but uh, you know, as this went through iterations, in the end, it really got stripped down to almost exclusively emotional beats and, mm -hmm. and Miles and Gwen and Peter beats and mm -hmm. and uh, everything else fell out the movie yep. did that consistently like uh, through the entire process every time we put things that that weren't that weren't uh, important or felt like they came from an authentic character place it just bounced them out of the movie it did mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean the colors this is just like you can't believe what it's, we got away with. it's it's mind-blowing and it's it's also like kind of like joyous but awe-inspiring at the mm -hmm. same time which is Man, mm -hmm. it's a yeah, and you get a flash of each different dimension that they're going home to when they when they go back into the portal right mm -hmm. here. One thing I'll say is that is that if it sounds like we're like talking up our own movie, part <laughs> part of that is because this movie required such a huge team, and 
was so by the seat of its pants that there are, are a bunch of things. I'll speak for myself. There's a bunch of things that I watch almost as a spectator, even though I was involved oh, yeah. in yeah. in their production. Mm-hmm. Same here, same here. It's, yeah, you're you're I'm you're you end up applauding the work of the team because mm-hmm. it's it's so inspiring and. <laughs> Just. It makes me cry. <laughs> you can't hear this because mm. uh, uh, tears don't make noise. Mm-hmm. But I well up when I think about what everybody put on screen mm-hmm. and how special it all is and how collaborative everyone was. No, they, like every, that moment right there, yeah, right where, uh, where Haley says, calls him Spider-Man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, it's great acting by both mm-hmm. of them. Uh, but also that choice which went through a lot of iterations about like what what's the end of their relationship the, the fact mm. that she gives him the respect of calling him spider-man instead of like giving him a little kiss on the cheek or yeah, something exactly. ended up being something that 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 makes me kind of well up every time mm. i see it oh man yeah and I, th- I just to like keep talking about what you were talking about phil of just what people d- gave to this movie they uh, every single person on this movie made the movie very important in their life and and that's why uh, I think all the different aspects of it are at a place where you kind of maybe haven't seen them in animation before because everyone realized what a special treat it was to get to make this, um, even though it was hard, fitting, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's fitting for the movie because it's on story and on theme for the movie that mm-hmm. that we and, and you guys all elevated each other's best qualities instead of trying to sit on one another. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of sitting really... on one another, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Yes, and it's just—it's so damn Marvel Comics. Look at this stuff, man. It's it's insane. Also, I love that it that, that it gets so quiet there, even yeah. though crazy things are happening. Bob Persichetti calls glass fragments like you're about to see Dorito chips. Dorito chips. That's the. It was like Doritos. We had to come up. They're all triangles. They're just all triangles. It's like anytime things looked too real, they jumped out at us, and so. I'm gonna shout out Daniel Pemberton again. I I love this part of Mm -hmm. the score. Yeah, this the hero score. That's great. One cool thing about this train is that uh, in the interior of the train, there is a version from all five dimensions. There's like a Penny Parker version. Yeah. There's an old-timey noir version that flashes in flash frames if you go through it. You know, there's a Gwen version. Whoop, you saw there yep. really quickly. Mm. And so, as a, especially as it passes through the beam, it, it uh, you get to see five different versions of the train existing at and, once. And here's a here's an idea that you know. Um, that is was felt so right, but was also very hard to convince sort of just other people that it, we needed it um, for mm. for Kingpin. And, but it was this idea of just repeating mistakes, and no matter what, he was going to continue repeating the same mistakes right. over and over. He's still who he is. You're not stopping it. Not today. I am stopping it right now. Uh, and the craziness here. Look at that. That I mean, was one just, of the yeah. first shots. Sorry, Peter. But that was That's one okay. of the first shots of the climax that we saw. Yeah. It's sort of like in a pretty decently formed version. And we all screamed and cried. <laughs> right. With because joy. you're also That's seeing amazing. it through Jefferson's eyes going like, what the heck is this? Yes. Um, it's amazing. It was also my uh, dream to have Kingpin headbutt Miles. And it finally came true <laughs> at the end. Uh, I remember Paul Watling drawing some of that mm-hmm. stuff. The great Paul yeah, Watling. So- Beautiful Fantastic man. story artist. Ah, the story Beautiful team did a beard. great job. Animation layout. 
Everybody just killing it here. Look at that. Kirby dot. It's going wow. crazy. Mm -hmm. There's the goal. This was another area that for a long time, we did, uh, the emotional resonance wasn't, we didn't really have it in this last fight. And at the very end, I think as Bob was taking it through Anim and we had Liev's, some late Liev performance and just the way that this thing got built really like this, it so earned its place and it became a real, there's emotion in this, in this fight now, in this sequence. It means something. Yeah, I mean, we've been to a lot of really, you know, big places in this movie, and this was just an intimate thing between two people, and 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 it and it was, again, what you're seeing visually is just black enveloping the frame, and we always pitched it mm -hmm. like that, that like we were going to get to a place where there wasn't going to be much left, and mm -hmm. um and here we are. Each one of these characters is is in a black costume, and then black surrounds them, yeah. mm. uh, and yet you can still see what's happening. Yeah. A big part of what makes this work, I think, is, you know, Kurt Schulke, one of our sound team, cut in a lot of breathing and mm -hmm. and just putting you in the head of these characters, even though they're not saying anything. I'm about to call out Irina Quadra because yeah, she actually was the first person to say, mm -hmm. What if he shoulder touched him? Oh, yeah. Really? No yeah. way. Right. It yeah, was yeah. Arena. Yep. Wow. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. That was during, like, when the first, like, pass like this with Miguel. I was trying to remember who that was. was I remember Arena. people wanting to cut this. Yeah. The shoulder touch here. Who wanted to cut this? People this did. What? And people it, it, People did. And, people you know, did. Hey, no man, names man. in the street, man. Yeah. No names in the street. Yeah. All right. But, uh, but, uh, right. <laughs> but, I, but I remember kind of feeling like, oh my God. Like, not that I was, I was just like, you're lucky you got the shoulder touch in the, in the right back. Like, the yeah. fact that you could able to pay off a setup yeah. that yeah. wasn't even intended as a setup. Yeah, it's is, just a wonderful character, a, yeah. comedic yeah. moment that yeah. just, you know. Hang yeah. on to that. Yep. And then this madness. Yeah. Just madness. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful and madness. And then. Than this. How long can it be? Let's make it way too long, right? I know. Let's make it way it's too like, long. <laughs> like, wait, wait, it's still going? Yeah. Oh no, we're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think this this shot change is gonna change some young lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of a little bit of psychedelia. There's a lot of potential out young. there yes. in the universe. Is... There's no shortage of psychedelia. <laughs> um, you can see the flatismo for right there, uh, <laughs> which is the the food machine from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Anvil. Pink. <laughs> so the anvil was in Ham's pocket. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. In hammer in so. hammer space. Hammer space. Yes, yeah. in hammer space. Yes, in hammer space. space. Um, but into the hammer space. Out, Can I write into the hammer yes. space? Okay. Sure. Yes. <laughs> it is an, uh, it's an all time lapse film. Mm. A lot of attention going to making that final explosion little enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. To feel like something new had happened. Yeah. yeah. Different from the first one. Yeah, and we also had. And, I mean. Sorry, uh, Chris. I was going to say, like, no go. we had always had the same explosion just cut in as the, all those glitch explosions. Oh, right. and, and and even Danny and everybody was, like, confused. And we're like, oh, no, 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 it's a practical explosion, and it's small. Uh, and I think even Tom Rothman had a, it was like, oh, okay. That was probably mm -hmm. our bad. We should have been a little clearer yeah. with that in the rough reels. <laughs> Miles? Miles? Are you, are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You're probably busy, so... No, 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 no. What did you think about working with Tom Rothman? Well, I will say it was... It was... Uh, I'll say it was Tom. Tom was the first one to say, 
it shouldn't be Aunt May at the door. It should be the dad. And we That's all sort of slapped our foreheads yeah. going, Way That's to go. absolutely right. The man, absolutely right. So There's a reason he is that in, in that position. Mm-hmm. He's made a few movies. Yeah. Just, yeah. He also produced Down by Law. So respect. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, I know that. That's how you know he's a freak. So he can't ever play that like studio card ever again. Um, and uh, and we should also call out um, like the Sony Pictures Animation Studio people, especially Christine Belson, who like really believed in the movie from the very beginning and right. and Pam, fought for it. Yeah, and, and Pam Marsden who helped us actually get the thing made. Christina Steinberg, mm-hmm. our producer. We got a, my old yes. buddy from Rise of the Guardians who was like in the trenches. Every day. Can I just say this moment mm-hmm. here was Aww. we when we had this moment in storyboard this form about well we're recording this in December 2018 so a year ago was the moment when everybody went oh yes yeah like this is no matter what we have to get to the hug and to the the disguised voice and the I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy in, in a movie where you think that the killer apps are all of these cool <laughs> action moments. Yeah. Ultimately. That's right. The thing that makes it work are the the relationships, the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like this uh, music cue. Daniel. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. Pemberton just. He did a really amazing job. Uh, so how it seamlessly goes through this the whole soundtrack with a bunch of songs from the Republic Records mm-hmm. uh, and made it have its own vibe, feeling like Miles' playlist mm-hmm. meets Aaron's playlist. Uh, meets a superhero movie all, all woven together. Yeah, I mean it's 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 um it's hard to to identify the points where the songs end and the score begins, and it's because mm-hmm. they often overlap mm-hmm. in a really special right. way. Mm-hmm. It's also worth pointing out that Daniel Pemberton was operating from the assumption that the hero's name should be you should be able to sing it to the main musical motif. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we're not going to sing it right now for legal no, reasons, not. but nope. you you also can. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, a really sweet late edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wanted to uh, see that Shamik brought us home here. Mm-hmm. And Peter B is gonna gonna be happy after all. Yeah. That nice bass. I think another drum. Tom idea. Taking a leap of which faith, was, right? Which was the who was the layout artist who did these these shots that we all just was that Aid? I think it was Aid. I don't yeah, want to. I don't so, want to miscredit it, but I think. I think it was. I remember brilliant. being. This is the also the. Like, Whoa. Yeah, and this was all this animation here was done by um, Daniel Hahn, who oh, just man. got nominated for Annie mm. for for these performances so and deserved. a bunch of other incredible ones. I love that the movie, like Miles' story, starts and ends in his bedroom by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just another it's teenager. A, it, or is it's he an by intimate himself? story. Yeah. Or is he? Who was that, Hooray. Chris? An uh, amazing guys. We could do <laughs> we could do a whole uh, other commentary yeah. and say <laughs> completely different <laughs> things. Uh, probably four who, other uh, ones. We should do an alternate <laughs> yeah. universe commentary. Yeah. Anyway, Alma Mater, who has done every uh, in uh, main on end for uh, every movie we've we've done, except uh, for Cloudy. Oh, that's right. Now, Cloudy, yeah, that was an in-house one. Well, they did both Jump Streets and Lego Movie. One and two, and uh, always do an amazing job of adding mm-hmm. a bunch of great details and artistry. I think we really need to um, say a giant thank you to the chaperones, the Sherpas of Spider-Man, 
the people who have carried this character and franchise into the cinema, which would be Amy Pascal and Avi Arad. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The godfather and godmother of this movie. Yeah, they, they came to us in 2014 and asked about doing an animated Spider-Man. And after thinking about it, we got really excited about the opportunities and they believed in it and us the whole time. And Amy is such a, a very smart, emotional storyteller and would always come back to like, what are we trying to say with this movie? What are we trying to say with this scene? And she would like very incisively know when we had scenes that weren't working and why they weren't working. Both Amy and Avi had such a long-standing relationship with Spider-Man and Peter Parker being Spider-Man that they, it was like we were showing a new child to them, you know? So I think they had to learn to, to accept the new child and they did and, they, and then they embraced um, Miles in a way that, that they became the biggest champions for, for him in this movie. I remember at the premiere pulling Avi aside and saying, thank you for believing in this movie. Justin. Justin K. Thompson. Danny yeah. Dimian. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those two, two gentlemen right yeah, there brilliant, really brilliant. were All the these, first yeah. ones uh, on board going like wanting to push the style when we yeah. said, let's make it feel like you're walking into the pages of a comic book. They were like, let's do it. And Danny was like, we don't quite know how to do it yet, but I am so excited to make it happen. And they really did. And and Christian helped them. Yes. You know, make it all happen. I mean, mm-hmm. there was just everybody went through the crucible on this movie. Yeah. And 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 had to like dig deep and and face their weak spots and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, at the end of the day, like we all challenged each other and all lifted each other up. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think even you know, part of it uh, for Danny especially just was a was a fear of of doing um, not that he was afraid to try and do things different. It was a fear of s- sort of creating something that didn't live within the normal parameters of cinema rules and we did a lot yeah. of that and and I think he was afraid of just doing it because of what might happen. It was a mm-hmm. it was a leap of faith. Yeah, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And he made it and he then like a champion. And, yeah. Well, yeah, you all did. Stanley. And now a moment of silence. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, gosh, we can't talk enough about mm. what Stanley and Steve Dicko did for all of us as young people and um and you know the ideas in this movie start with them yeah and the idea of a you know that a superhero could be anyone and that a superhero might have problems and and was just like us and you know you can see what came out of that <laughs> entire generation multiple generations of people moved by that thought replicated thousands of times over many different characters, many mm. books, movies. It's a really powerful idea. Yeah, especially with the Spider-Man myth just being such a resonant thing to, to teenagers, you know, to kids going, feeling alone, feeling like they're they're isolated and they have, they're, they're fighting, you know, these things that, that, that are maybe out of their control but are, are outsized but are really just part of growing up and, and finding your own identity and becoming, you know, a confident older teen who can who can chart a path into into adulthood. But it just so happens that they also have uh, superpowers. Mm. Well, you're your own champion. Yeah. I think that's the idea. This this is a story of empowerment. 
a champion is not coming from outside of you to come and save you, right? That's right. It's your job. Hmm. And it's a, it's a pretty powerful idea that can wrap around uh, Peter Parker in 1961 or 1963. I, I can't remember which one it was when he was originally introduced. And then all these years later with Miles Morales, a totally different kid in just about every way. But the myth is still as powerful and meaningful and hits all the same notes. I mean, that's that's universal. Yeah. I just like to point out that every name you see right now, we've seen them cry. <laughs> we've made them cry. Yeah. We've made them we've cry. Made them cry. Made and every, every name you see right now has yelled at us. Yeah. But it, it's, a, it's a great <laughs> Muhammad Ali quote. Mm -hmm. He used to say how much he hated working out, but then he would tell himself, suffer today and live the rest of your life as a champion. So there you go, guys. There you go. Wow. You well did done. it. Yeah, I mean, this this movie had a record number of animators on it because, as discussed earlier, it's about takes four times as long to animate a second of animation on this thing. So, so the crew was was larger than any other crew that I believe has ever been assembled for for a movie. Yeah, and. Yeah, and and all the everybody right works now. so yeah. hard. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's some there's I was just gonna like do one, you know I mentioned Josh earlier, who was our head of animation, but there was just there's another guy, Umberto Rosa, who was one of our leads, who was who was on super early and helped define sort of a couple, you know, key characters, but also he's the person who figured out on his own time how we can do animate on twos and do camera moves he's wow. the guy who figured it out which so i just want to like i didn't know say to him yeah wow. it, it's kind of unbelievable fantastic really hard thing to do yeah because uh yeah especially when your feet are touching the ground exactly so and, there's and all these see little the point yeah there's these counter moves that and and characters stick to the camera but then they don't stick to the camera and there he wrote this whole program for it and uh the guy's like a Genius. Fantastic. And a creative. Julie. And Julie, yeah. I mean. Julie, who, who, our first performances of Gwen and Miles that actually, like, really stuck and started, like, showing us who those characters were. Uh, uh, Julie, just, yeah. uh, they, yeah, and I mean, I think that was, we like, call out Jeff Rubey, whose name is here. And Jeff Rubey, Mike yeah. Semantic, Tony Lamberti, uh, like, what an amazing sound team. Yes. Holy crap. Astounding. This, this movie like every other department was trying to do a whole bunch of new groundbreaking work yeah. in in sound and they really katie made house. a sensitive yeah. and exciting oh katie thing. great house katie. we should also yes. mention mm -hmm. katie and, and Kier, Kier, right i mean yeah yeah like amazing we've made a couple movies with them and uh katie's just the best music editor that there is she was and, uh, she was really amazing and is really mm -hmm. amazing yes just gonna circle back. I mean, the stuff that Julie was doing also really informed how we were, how we start to write the movie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna try and throw mm -hmm. that to you because a lot of the sort of space between lines became really informative for Rodney and and Phil and scripting. There's Mike Moon's name. <laughs> there it is. Mike Moon, we've known for all, all of us a really long time. Uh, an, an animation, international man of mystery. Yeah, and an animation genius and a genius artist who decided to hang up his pencil and become an executive. I don't know if I've ever heard a story quite like 
his. No. And uh, he's done a lot for animation because he knows, you know, what's great, and he's elevated a lot of talented people um, and, g and given them the opportunity to make great work. Yeah, so the spirit and staffing, you know, and various things uh, behind this movie, uh, a lot of it, uh, Mike Moon had a had a formative effect on. He's got a great. I mean, he pulls together. He he has he knows everyone, and he pulls together incredible teams of creative people. Now, all the the incredible, the crew who worked so hard, um, all the departments. Uh, somewhere near the eye of the storm was Christina Steinberg, who uh, I got to work with on uh, my movie Rise of the Guardian several several years back, and she's just. Uh, She's just like an iron woman. She was in there every day in editorial at the sound mix, duking it out with whoever needed to be duked out uh, <laughs> and really creating a space for us to really be able to push forward creatively and um, take things to the limit. Uh, she was always there. And uh, I think all of us uh, realized how much of an asset and a uh, just a supporter and a, a cheerleader. I'm making her sound like uh yeah those aren't the right words no. she was she was a force you yeah. know she was a full partner and uh she was incredible oh guys what what happened what? here what oh hello hmm. we left a little bit of movie at the end of the movie talk about this late is Lila. <laughs> we thought of this mm -hmm. like two months ago um, yeah charming from whenever you're hearing this it was two months ago when we thought of it <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, we wanted to, we wanted to get Miguel in there one way or another, and uh, and sort of show the opportunities of where where the multiverse could go. Oh man, Greta Lee, look at that, Yorma Takoni, so cool, bringing home the movie. Yes. Yep, indeed. Earth sixty seven. Earth sixty seven, and if you know what that is, you're so happy right there. <laughs> yes. How I love the multiverse. Yes. How it slides in. Pans in. Yeah. Slides in. <laughs> top, top pig pan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, and this shot was the very last thing mm -hmm. to be animated in the movie. And we actually looked it up. This is the world's most expensive dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at the. Um, like they didn't finish cleaning the cell on that close up of Spider Man. No. I love it. Signing off. I think we did. <laughs> Thanks, signing gang. off. It's we been a pleasure. It. All right. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Go Bye, get some fresh everybody. air. Bye. Bye.